Hey, we're welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's going to be a great show today. We got Dean McDermott in the house. Hey. Dean's an MMA fan, TV star, reality star, actor. Dad. Dad. Today, dad. Trains jujitsu and has, has seven kids. Uh, I came over to your house the other day to help you with comedy. There was literally six kids surrounding me. It was like a cult of, of kids. And uh, it was pretty awesome. But it, I was like, wow, you have your hands full. I know. It's crazy, man. And, and T's been working. So I've, I'm going solo with all five kids. They all seem pretty nice, though. Like, they all good seem kids. like really like just like and you were like cursing around them, but they were like smart kids. Like they just were you know, kind of cool, <laughs> cool kids. Like I was brought up the same way. I mean, my dad swore like a truck driver and you know, we didn't make it sacred. So I believe if, you know, if you make something taboo and sacred, they're going to want to do it anymore. Yeah, that's true. Even more. So, you know, I just, I just swear. No, you were yourself. And, and it, so far, knock on wood, none of the kids have been sent home for swearing at school or anything like that. It, it seemed like they were all way above their your years. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. Which, which was thank you. Cool. Thank you. I mean, that's that's a compliment. Like that's that's what parents want to hear. Is like your kids are super bright and they seem smarter than their age. They all they all did. They all seemed like like they like they were looking at me like I was an idiot. Uh, like like they were smart. Well, well. I know, but like I mean, <laughs> I mean well, I come if the shoe fits. Well, I like come over. I come over to your house and then. You weren't there yet, and I'm sitting with your daughter, who must be—I don't know. She's like, how old is she? She's nine. She's had her. She's nine, and then your and your, and your baby, who's one. And I'm playing with your baby, and your daughter has her headphones on. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And she's like, you're a loser. She just <laughs> looked at me like I, I was totally not cool, and she did not even. She had her headphones on, didn't even look up, and I was like this weirdo. I'm like, I'm here to teach your dad jokes. It was just so. So <laughs> easy. Yeah, but, but then once, but then once we started hanging out, then her, her face lit up, and then she yeah. accepted me. So that was that. Was cool. The one thing that I'm, I'm really proud of, all of them, they have a great sense of humor. And then Liam laid some jokes on, on you. Yes, he, he had his joke book out. He would not stop telling me the most disgusting jokes I've ever heard in my life. Blue, blue, uh, blue. Really uh, blue. Ten. But, he's ten. And he's got, but he's got timing. His timing is really good. His timing is, uh, is everything. So, uh, and then, of course, we got Joe the Kid Perez, or Ween Dog, hey, as we call up? it. Yeah. Ween Dog. Ween Dog. <laughs> and, and CB. What's up, guys? And, and Bo, uh, which, which is Dean's one-year-old, is here as well. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, um, uh, you know, marijuana is legal in California. A lot of people use it to, to help, to recover, to, to, to relax. There's Bo's no... using it right now. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's using marijuana right now <laughs> because he was nervous doing the show. And look at him. Yeah, now he's like, he's doing, he's, he's, he's like, he like knows the alphabet already. Cool uh, as a cucumber. So, you know, why have to go outside and, and go and go to a dispensary and run into people you don't like and, and yada, yada. And you go into a dispensary and there's it's too much options. It's like you're there and there's some cute bud tender and she's got you in a trance. Listen, get it delivered, okay? Don't even leave your place. You go to speedweed.com, they will give, they will bring it to you. Whether it's CBD oil, whether it's vapes, whatever it is, they will come to you. Mention roasted, you get $10 off anything over $100 or more. Um, I know there was a girl, Andrea, uh, yesterday at the dime bar, slipped and fell. She hurt herself. I go, don't worry, I got the perfect thing. I got CBD roll on. 
And then she's like, oh my God, this, I feel so much better now. So some of you old people, I know guys like me, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not what, I, what I once was in the wrestling mat. So uh, CBD oil has been like my new best friend. I, I don't it's know, my man. new best friend too. I, I saw you doing some sprawls on video the other day and uh, yeah. you, you still got it. I still got the sprawls. The thing is though, you know, when, when I go wrestle with the high school kids or wrestle with people my age, it's like my mind knows what to do. But my body just does not follow anymore, and that I'm, I'm exactly like that with ice hockey. Um, I play twice a week, and you know I've got the the, the mind and the head for the game of a 19 year old, but a body of a 52 year old, and it's just I know what I want to do, but my body. Just that's won't the do that's it. the hardest thing because when you're 19, you have the, you don't you don't have the mind of a 19 year old. Yeah. When you're 19, you have not you have a mind of a 10 year old. Yeah. But <laughs> but when you're yeah, I can I can see where the move is, and and then speed also. Speed used to be my, my biggest thing with speed. I was able to outquick everybody, and now my speed is gone. And that's the, that's the, they say the power is the last thing to go, speed's the first thing to go, which is why guys like Foreman and Tyson and, and you know, guys can keep fighting forever. But, uh, but yeah, so that was crazy. So I, I talked about it. I, I was able to finally announce that uh, we're having a daughter. Uh, very excited about yeah. that. Awesome. Yeah, congrats, man. I, I, I talked awesome. about how, I, you know, my wife wanted a daughter. I wanted a son so I could teach him how to fight and wrestle. So. Hopefully my daughter will be a lesbian. Uh, but Dude, my daughter Stella, she yeah. she's great at any sport she tries. I put her in, in hockey gear. She's a great hockey player. Jiu-jitsu, she was fantastic. MMA, she's fantastic. Really? So, yeah. How old is she? She's nine. Not, she's and nine. you have her doing jiu-jitsu I, still? I started her at four. Wow. In MMA with Boz Rutten at his place, Elite. Uh, fitness out in Thousand Oaks. I got her started with MMA there, and then I took her over to Jean Jacques Machado's for jujitsu, and she like natural. She's a natural born. Athlete. I think that's the thing to do. I think just from coaching, when girls join the wrestling team, they are so much better off. They're just like they know how to defend themselves, but also like you just see the way they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. I think having pretty girls in jujitsu, boxing. I don't want to mess and, up her face, but and I think you know I think the thing about girls there's a big difference between boys and girls. You notice, I mean, boys are kind of bonkers and yeah. then they chill out when they're when they're older, and girls are very cerebral, very smart. So jujitsu and MMA and stuff like that, you know, the whole chess match, it it, it plays into a female's. So what's um, the best advice you can give me as a, a upcoming parent, first time parent of someone who's had seven? Six. Six. Stop it. Six. 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 Um, the best advice I can give you. People ask me all the time because I do have so many kids. Um, trust your instincts. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and they're going to tell you. They're going to give you unsolicited. They're going to tell you what they think you should do, what you should buy, what you should have, and just take it with a grain of salt, but trust your instincts. You know, that's, that's thousands of years of, of genetic coding. Like, your, your paternal instincts will kick in. Your, your, your wife's maternal instincts will kick in. Trust your instincts, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's the best advice I can give you. That's I, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm excited about it. But we over the weekend we, you know, my wife she has to be very grandiose. Like she even said she was a C-section. She's like I have to make a grand entrance. That's, that's her, that was oh, her she, joke. Did she leave the house by the window? <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So she wanted, you know, well, I wanted to just be like, hey, guess what? You know, my wife's pregnant, but she wanted to make this like video, on on, on Instagram. It had uh, to be this like. Well, that's the, what the Malibu video. Yeah, the Malibu <laughs> video. So she's like, what do you think the video should be? Which don't ask. 
like a comic bat because I'm like, I'm like, all right, here's what I think the video should be. All right, uh, I'll be like, hey, guess what? She's pregnant, and this one we're keeping. Uh, that was <laughs> boom, boom. That, that was one, and then baby drops 2018. The other one was like, uh, I know you guys think that she's getting chubby. It's because she's been eating this dick. <laughs> it's like baby oh. drops. You don't, you don't get, you don't make babies with your mouth. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, none of those, none of those. I'm surprised you even got your wife pregnant, honestly. <laughs> no, none of those worked. Uh, instead, we did this like. First of all, I, I have like a cold. I like I'm, 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 I was getting sick. I did not want to leave the house, but my wife's like, "All right, we'll go to the beach." So now I'm like, my feet are in the ocean. I'm just like, oh, "Come on, we're walking, we're holding hands." There were beautiful pictures. She I writes, didn't, "It's I a didn't, girl." I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get the whole baby thing about the, it. Oh, the video? Yeah, the video. Oh, I didn't see the video. Oh, you guys I just saw the pictures. Oh, the video. You see the video? She writes, oh, I didn't she see writes, the video. "It's a girl" on the, in like the, uh, and then I'm like holding oh, her belly. Yeah. Uh, it's like a whole. It's a whole production now. Did you hire like a director to yes, do that? Yes, we hired a, gr- a girl I know who like edits. Oh, okay. We did a whole thing. It was, it was, it was, it was yeah, it was, it was really <laughs> sweet. Awesome. Yeah, that's what well, she dude, wanted. It so. gets more elaborate. If you, if you guys have more than one kid, like with him, we had our, our friends Bill and Scout come over, the, the Gunkles, um, and we went out with the kids and they decorated um, a Christmas tree for us, either pink or blue. So when we came home, they flicked on the Christmas tree lights and it was either blue or pink for a girl. Wow. Um, some people... What if it was a blackout? That, that would be horrible. Flashlights. Everyone would be there. But I've seen... It's really cool. I saw somebody... Uh, it was uh, Eric Carlson of the Ottawa Senators uh, to find out the sex of the baby. Um, that You have golf balls that you can get. When you hit them, they explode pink yeah. or blue. Oh, my so God. So that's how he found out. Is this, this, is so, now, this is now where it's going now? Is oh, this, they've come up with like everything oh, so you can many, think of in yeah. the whole world for a baby reveal now. So oh, my God. It's insane. Pretty soon it's going to be like someone's going to hang themselves. If they turn blue, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a red. It's called uh, Logan Paul. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm like, how about this, my video? I'll just be looking at my wallet crying. <laughs> like <laughs> That got nothing or like, either. Or like some weird <laughs> saw thing where you have to like cut open your friend's stomach to find the blue or pink ribbon. <laughs> that, would, that would be hilarious. <laughs> or, or like the, like the, the, uh, the uh, porno edition, whether if you jizz, it's white. Or, like, I don't know how you'd make blue. Anyway, but, 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 but yeah. Adam, I'd like to play a game. <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, so now, but Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Uh, what are you doing for Tori? Uh, geez, I don't know. I've got I've to gotta go and buy 125 Valentines for the kids. Just to get them through Valentine's Day. Oh, for school? Yeah, for school. So oh, wow. I don't know. Uh, you can't have the microphone, dude. 125. 125 Valentine's They have to give everybody cards. in the class a Valentine's? Everybody, yeah. Oh, my They're, God. Wait, they've yeah. gotten to that point now where it's like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and that's been oh, for a while. Man. That's been like kindergarten. The school's out of control now. Yeah. They're try- I was watching Tucker Carlson. I actually like Tucker. I'm not a Republican, but Tucker is hilarious. And they're trying to get rid of the concept of best friend now. What? They're saying best friends is, is you actually, you don't include people that aren't your best friend mm-hmm. in school. So oh, there's a woman now on. trying to say, and then, and then did you hear about the rabbit yesterday? The Peter the, the Rabbit. Peter Rabbit. Yeah, Peter the Rabbit. People are saying that like this. the, there's a scene in the rabbit where they were throwing blueberries at her and the, and the rabbit is allergic to blueberries. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that's allergy bullying. Oh my god! So people are protesting Peter the Rabbit because of allergy bullying going on. Oh my god! I mean, really? it's it's gone. No, in the, in the whole Come invitation on. thing, like my my sister has twin boys, and they're in two different classes now. So their birthday party, of course, is the same day, 
And they have to invite everybody in each class. So instead yeah. of like, you know, 10 kids at, at, you know, sky high down the street, she's got to invite 45, 50 yeah. kids to this thing. Uh, it's like, we don't even like most of them. Like uh, one yeah. of them was bullying both my nephews. And I'm like, and we have to invite this You know, this whole like party. including everybody is just, it's just, it's too much. You have to not include people. You should be able to have a best friend. Peter the rabbit, you know what? He gets bullied. So what? He goes out and beats up the bullies. That's, 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 a, that's a great rabbit story <laughs> like right the there. Whole, it's <laughs> like the whole participation <laughs> I get, award thing I get too. so much flack because I'm of I'm you know I'm of old school you know I'm 52 and you know when you had a bully the best way to cure a bully is beat the shit out of him yes you know like one day that bully is gonna just pick on the wrong kid and then and I've seen it so many times yes and that kid just loses it and beats the shit out of the bully and that bully it happened in my done. wrestling team this little it's kid done. Ahmad this real Russian kid won his he joined the team because the bully was picking on him and he goes I don't want to leave me alone he doesn't speak English that well. He, kept, he took the kid down, beat the crap out of him. My athletic director was like, who are you? Join the team. Now he's the league champion, and, uh, and he's killing it. Uh, that's what happened. And Forrest Gump, they were all throwing things at him, and then look what Forrest right. Gump accomplished. He accomplished I just, a lot of I, just, I just hate this political correct pendulum has swung so far to the... To the wrong side. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody winning or losing in sports. Like uh, yeah, the participation award the, thing now too. I, I, Everybody gets I a trophy. Don't get it. I don't it, get, it, it, get it. It gets kids not to play sports. Well, it also gets kids not prepared for the real world because you know if they go through their their entire school career thinking that they're awesome and they're great at everything, and then they go out into the real world where it's harsh and cruel, and they find out real quick, like, "Whoa, I'm not the best at this. I'm not the best at that." You also expect someone's going to bail you out. Yeah. You have, you have a thing of like, no matter how bad I do, it's okay because somebody will bail me out. Yeah. I'll we still need, get a trophy. We need adversity. Mm. You know, we need, we need challenges. It's like, okay, yeah, guys, you didn't win. You weren't the best defenseman. You weren't the best grappler. You got to work harder. Yep. You've got to work hard. And it's also a fake talking okay. rabbit, too, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of dysfunction, Joe, you said you had a story for us this week. What's going on? You already want to get into yes, it. Yes, let's get into it. Then we'll talk about fighting. Oh, man. Uh, it's been a weird, weird week, dude. Uh, the Russian girl? I'm a, no, that's that's old news, dog. Right? Russian girl? No. no, 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 no. <laughs> I made sweet love to a Russian girl. Oh, my All goodness. Right. Okay. But that's old news, That dude. he met on Tinder. That, yeah. That's yeah. old news. Oh, okay. So what um, happened? So basically, she I got deported. She had a great Adam's apple. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. <laughs> you so, did well. <laughs> so basically, earlier earlier on in the week, um, I matched with this girl on Bumble. Yep. Right. And no, uh, she's very beautiful, and we're talking for a little bit, and then she just out of nowhere she drops the ball, dude. She says that she has like a four year old kid. Okay. She a says forty year old kid. A four year old. A four. Kid. A four. Okay. Four. <laughs> four. Okay. Thing is, yeah. she's she's nineteen years old. So she had when she was fifteen. Yeah. All right. So I'm I'm like I mean she's beautiful, she's very nice, but so you're know. dating the daughter now? <laughs> oh, no, no, I just don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to be like a stepdad to this baby. You haven't even met the girl yet. I know, but that's something you got to consider. You don't have to consider that until you marry her. Why don't I you feel like actually... you take these things way like too far in advance. Of, like I don't want to be stepdad. Great... Well, hold on. I like how you say this is the crazy it's not, story. It's not the crazy. Okay, you're a, a guy that like bought a machete. She wants to have a threesome with the baby. Like <laughs> okay, so okay, just, we're, we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, catch Dean up. So Joe has a history of there was a girl that liked to have a machete held to her head during sex. <laughs> So he went out and then bought a gun yeah. and got a gun and put, kept it under his bed. Luckily, the gun didn't go off. Uh, and then because you were afraid of this, no, well, she just liked freaky stuff. <laughs> she liked freaky stuff. And then, and then, and then last week he went down on a girl who was menstruating at the time. Yeah. And then he's got his face full you, of blood. You got your red wings. Yeah. Your, your red boy. wings. Yeah. 
Atta boy. Oh, yeah. oh my god. You're Red Wings. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, All right. Detroit you know, Red Wings. Yeah, you got it. Right. Now go on. So no translated. I'm just trying to keep my options open on the dating websites. You know, I, I like to talk to multiple girls at once. Right. Before I go into a real relationship. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, a couple days ago, literally a couple days ago, yep. I met, I matched with this girl. Yep. And we're talking. She's very nice. And then, like, after 30 minutes of talking, she has me on Snapchat and she starts sending me sexy pictures, dude. Okay. Was, there, was there a credit card info? That, no, 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 no. All right, go on. Did you send dick pics? <laughs> All right, so what happened? But I'm like, I'm, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm not trying to dive deep, like headfirst into sex. Well, why don't you actually like meet her in person? That's what I want to do. I don't want to just yeah. start a relationship off with sending nudes. and Yeah, 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 of course. So what happened? And then so basically fast forward like two hours and she's saying that she wants me to take a picture of me. Uh, like, <laughs> this is so fun. What? She wants me to take a picture of me like... With my ass spread open. Uh, okay, did did you? <laughs> no. How do you like, take that picture? Yeah, yeah. That's needed, my question. Hey, needed, Dad, yeah. can you come in here real yeah, quick? Yeah, well, you, you need a tripod. Well, normally yeah. I'm the time. one. Yeah, I'm the one asking the girls to send me pictures like that. Yeah, okay. I'm like, I don't. I've never experienced someone. Okay, like, so that's like a yeah, why, why would a girl want to see your asshole? She's that's, like, she's like, oh, uh, my thing is rim jobs. I love giving dudes rim jobs, and I'm like, that's fucking disgusting. And this is the first time talking to her. This is the first time, the first day, the first like three hours. He's 20. 20. Oh my. Uh, are you 21 yet? Oh, I am 21. Okay, okay. So what yeah. happened? So I'm like, listen, I don't feel comfortable. That's very awkward, you know. And it's not the prettiest thing down there. You know, there's a lot of... Uh, Hair and stuff. and Forestation, barnacles, mushrooms, yeah, all, all kinds of stuff. Got it. There. Right, yep. And she's hemorrhoids. like, listen. Yeah, she's like, listen. I don't care about hair. I don't care about your hemorrhoids. I don't care about anything like that. Just you're send me a video. You're too young for hemis. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why, why do you even fiber, care? Fiber, dude. You right. need more fiber. And in she's that. like, listen, I need an up close, clear, like, like shot. It's probably not a girl at this point. Yeah, I was Are you thinking say, maybe this wasn't a girl? I don't think this person is like, I think you're being catfish. Well, I thought I was like about to be blackmailed. Was she no. calling her name Mike? <laughs> well, she has like multiple names. Like her Bumble name is different from her Snapchat Yeah, name. yeah this Okay, lots of, lots of red flags right here. No, but she was like sending me videos on Snapchat. Tell her you have a hand fetish and get her to send a picture of your hands. If they look like mine, <laughs> run away. That's a good point. <clears throat> All right, so, go on. So I'm like, I don't want to do this, dude. And then she sends me a video of her uh, masturbating, and I'm like, dude, I might have to do this. So you did it? No, no, no. Well, yeah. Oh, come on. You took a picture of your asshole <laughs> and then sent well, it to first, her? First, I went to the shower and did it. <laughs> Okay. Because I, I thought if I was going to do it, I got to clean up a little bit. Right. Because that's oh. very embarrassing. So you said the picture. Then what happened? So then she's like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want like this kind of picture. I want you to like go in your room, lay down, and like make a video. Is of your you. face in it? No, no, no. Okay. No. She's like, make a video of you laying on your back like a baby with your legs in the air. And right. Then, and, you, and spread your ass. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, what the fuck? What, no, what, now, now, do you know where this girl lives? Is she a proctologist? <laughs> she lives over, she lives in the dorms at USC. Okay, yeah. Okay, is she studying proctology? Yeah, we have reached a new level. All right, so... so, the, <laughs> so okay, so this is going on with an 11-month-old here. So, so did you take the, the video? You hit a new low. Yeah, I mean, yeah the, the kid wouldn't fall for this. Okay, so, so did, <laughs> did you take the video? Uh, yeah, I took the video. Oh, and you sent it to her? And so then, it's like a three-minute long video I oh, took. Oh. Three minutes? And then what happened? And my dad was like outside my room like the entire time. Like, what the hell is he doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm laying on the floor and I have my, my phone, my camera recording on the floor. I'm, I'm Why don't you just have your dad take well, the yeah, video? There's so, so much wrong with this. So what happened? No, I know that this was fucked up the entire time. I was like, I don't, this is like the craziest thing I've ever done. Or yeah, 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 yeah. 
So I sent her the video. It's nothing like uh, serious. I'm just opening my ass for her. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then he realized he was sending it to Jerry Sanders. Uh, I don't think I want to have a kid anymore. <laughs> All right, go on. So I sent it to her. And she's like, wow, that's so hard. She's like, she's like, <laughs> I want to put my dick in there. <laughs> <laughs> she said, she said, she said, why is your asshole so gapy? <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh my God. I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, do you figure yourself a lot? She's like, are you bisexual? Oh I'm like, God. what? God. What are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I finger myself like sometimes. Well, no, like, you don't. Wait, you? wait. Wait, what? I, no, this, you know what? Like, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I went through a phase when I was like going through puberty where I was like, you know what? This feels kind of good. Like when you're in the Was shower. that three weeks ago? <laughs> he goes, what does that do with MMA? <laughs> wait, so what happened? And so I told her about my phase, you know, yeah, it's like when I was growing up, like through puberty, I might like put a finger or two up in my ass just to you know, see. Oh my God. And it's not even a big deal, you know? Right, no big deal. Go on. Thank God we're only audio. Thank you, wean dog. So then what happened? So then she's like, she's like, dude, that's... She, that's, first of all, stop calling her she at this point. Can we, can we, can we think, at least assume to say, this is not a she? We can say shim. Yeah, this is, this is a guy. So then she's like, he. she's like, yeah, he, they, whoever this is, Zimzer, they're like... Phil. They're like, that's the hottest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I must be really turning this girl on, dude. Yeah, guy, go on. <laughs> and uh, so she's like, all right, I, I need you to uh, send me a video of you in the same position, laying on your back like a baby, but this time I want you to finger your asshole. Oh, my Saying, God, Saying, I love you, Steve. <laughs> no, you didn't do that. You didn't, you didn't do that, did you? You did that? Dude, what are you doing, bro? You, you're going to want to have a career one day. Well, in listen, porn, listen, I guess. Why, why are you, why are you why, even so like? Where, where are you posting this stuff? Because oh, I am posting it nowhere. Oh, no, where, no, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's posted like, everywhere. No, now. Where is he posting? Where is he posting? Yeah, because like you can send it to this person, and who, do you know what this person? No doing idea where this is I, going. I had that in mind when I was doing. I'm like, I've, this, she's probably or he. He's doing when, post <laughs> when I when I had my fist up to my wrist and my ass, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, I really should maybe wonder about where this is going to be going. What does this have to do with MMA? I even I better not see this on the Wean Dog Twitter or the Wean. Dog face. Oh, oh yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, no, your dad's gonna be watching. Porn All right. So after you, so, so okay. So you took a video of you fingering your butt. It wasn't like severe. It was just like the like the second knuckle. And but I made sure my I made sure my face wasn't in it. Anytime. You, uh, never mind. You want to yeah. the fucked up part, dude? Tell Tori Spelling to not listen to this podcast. Never mind the fu- Want to know the fucked up part? He's not done yet. All right, go on. Yeah. The fucked up part is. I wow, the it. UFC cut Johnny Hendricks. Huh? <laughs> wow. That's- Here's the fucked up part. The fucked up part is, I mean, it's very, it's, it sucks, dude. I sent her the video. She's like, oh, that's the hottest thing. And she's like, I'm going to come over there on, on Friday. I'm going to give you a rim job. I'm going to do all this stuff to you. Right, okay. And then after that night, this is all. The mailman shows this, up. Yeah, this has all happened within like a three-hour period of me yeah. matching with her on Bumble, dude. I'm so happy I'm getting ma- married. I'm getting so, married. Go, right? Go on, go on. So after that night, she just removes me off Bumble, off Snapchat, and off my text message. She blocks me on everything, dude. Yep. And then she just hasn't talked to me since. I try to reach out to her, and she's like, Oh, wow, that's shocker. Not surprised. Wow. All right, okay, listen, earth, listen, you know? listen, she's Joe. Joe, your, listen, uh, listen, your, it's time. I, your you, butt videos. Listen, obviously your father failed, okay? Your parents have failed. You don't have an older <laughs> brother. I'm gonna, I'm, it's time, listen, stop 
doing this, okay? Yeah, well... No more sending people pictures. I realized, like like CB said, this is like the bottom of the barrel for me. So I did a lot of things. I'm like, I should probably just stop. Yes, yes. All of this. Stop, stop all Tinder. Stop all Wait, Bumble. Is, no. Is this no, you don't have to... <laughs> yes. Was I brought here for a <laughs> Yes, yes. No, he needed an intervention. What are you no, 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 no. Girl. Listen, this, listen. This. Stop... Stop sending you because this will be on Tinder and Bumble, but mm-hmm. it meets people because I think that you actually need social interaction with people. But no more sending videos of you putting your finger up your ass yeah. with your penis out. No yeah. more of that. Common no sense. more. Yeah. Because Logic. there's nothing to gain from that. Yeah. There's nothing to gain. You're a good looking guy. You're tall. You're charming. You do jujitsu. You're funny. You're smart. Uh-huh. You're a hardworking guy. Uh-huh. There's nothing. You don't need this. Come on. I think what it is is that normally uh, when, when you're with a girl, especially a young girl, she, like, she's always like, oh, I don't want to do this. I have these boundaries. You can't touch my ass. Don't lick my ass. All that stuff. So when I've met this girl and she was like such a dirty yeah, but, freak. Yeah, but here's the freak. Here's the thing. You didn't meet the girl. You you met you, you emailed the person yeah. on, on a dating site. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, if you actually meet somebody and they want you to finger your asshole, go right ahead. Yeah. Finger knuckles deep. Okay, uh-huh. but if you don't meet the person, do not give your information or anything to them. Okay, because mm-hmm. one day you're gonna be like, oh my god, a dream job. They're gonna offer you, I don't know, twenty thousand dollars a year. Okay, so, okay, they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna and cut to and we cut found to this on the internet. Cut to we, they Google your name and then. You're on the floor with your dad knocking on the door and your hands up your ass. Okay, so a bloody shoe. Okay, yeah. stop. Yeah, Seriously, I, mean, I was just excited. And your face isn't any of the videos. Oh no, I'm, I mean I hope not. I'm, it might have popped up a little bit, like oh, on the corner. Mm. All right, mixed martial arts. Oh, okay, let's Stay talk about it. Oh, oh, oh boy. All right, let's talk oh, about boy. the fights. Uh, okay, but thank you, for, thank you for sharing though. By the way, because the part of me wants you to keep doing this because these are I great. I feel so much better about the future. Why do I feel like? Why do I feel like one of our listeners is going to find this video and then like send it to him and be like, "Hey, is this you? Is this what you were talking about?" Like, oh great, he's going to tag us. People you guys want to adopt another kid? The internet looking for these. Uh, nah. no it's no big deal. Watch, cut to like it really is a girl masturbating to this. Like it's actually some hot twenty-year-old USC chick who's like, "Oh my god, this is the hottest thing I ever." Mean, I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk about the fights that happened over the weekend. Uh, the main card. I feel so bad for Luke Rockhold. You watch the fights? No, I didn't. I was on daddy duty, man. So Luke Rockhold, he <clears> fought. Luke. He fought Yoel Romero. And it was supposed to be for the interim title because Robert Whitaker got hurt. He's supposed to fight Robert Whitaker. Okay. Okay. And Whitaker got hurt. So he fights, this, you know, the, the, the soldier of God, this like behemoth of a man. I mean, you talk about like when, when, they, when they make, if God was making the perfect body, it would be like Yoel Romero, amazing wrestler, beat Kale Sanderson, who was the greatest college wrestler of all time, arguably in college. He beat him twice. This Jeez. guy, he took silver medals in the Olympics. So he's who he's fighting. The guy is 40 years old, though, and has lost to Whitaker and has uh, beat Jacare, but in a very controversial knocked fashion. Who's 40? Luke? Romero. Luke, uh, Romero. Romero's 40. He beat, okay. knocked out Chris Weidman. I mean, this guy's got massive power. Right. So they go in. The guy, of course, the guy misses weight by, three, by two and a half pounds, right? So now the, it's no longer an interim title. If uh, now... But now Rockhold has a thing of like, should I fight the guy? Because Rockhold had to cut weight. But now he's, now he's already pissed. And I can just see anything. And, you know, Luke Rockhold, talk about a guy with bad luck. At the same time, attitude. You know, like, oh, think about attitude. Having a confident and arrogant attitude and, and sort of being cocky helps you in a lot of ways. Because you do feel like you're the man and nobody can beat you. But sometimes that same attitude can also be your biggest opponent. And I saw that with 
when he fought Bisbing. Because he beat Bisbing fast the first time. He dominated him. And in the second time, he was supposed to fight Weidman. I think Weidman got hurt. And Bisbing came in. And Rockhold had this attitude of like, I'm doing the UFC a favor. This guy's not on my level. I'm going to beat this guy. And he got knocked out. And I think 99 out of 100 times, Rockhold wins that fight against right. Bisbing. Right. But then, then Bisbing gets the title, defends it against Dan Henderson, who's not even ranked, and against uh, GSP, who took four years off, who came back and beat him. Now the title's like in some weird, fucked up state, right? And Rockhold kind of got screwed. Then he goes out and talks shit about Dana White. Dana doesn't know what he's doing. The UFC's kind of a joke. Dana White says stick to modeling. So they have a whole thing. <laughs> they have a whole thing. And then, of course, Rockhold then fights but David what, Branch. What who, does Dana White's decision have to do with him fighting? Because Dana, Dana kind of has the, the final call on he what does. He, he does. He, because Buddy, Buddy he didn't shouldn't. make weight. Luke could have said no. Well, Luke could have said no. Luke, he didn't make weight. Luke could have said no. It fights off. But at the same time, now, now what happens, though, is that like John Dodson did that. Like last week in Brazil, got it this weight by three pounds. Dodson says, no, I'm not fighting. Now Dodson might not get his fight purse. So now you've done all the work. You get there. And now normally what they say is if the other guy doesn't make weight, he gives up 20% of his purse to you. Right. But 10% only goes to you, 10% to the UFC, right. which is bullshit. It should all go to you. It should actually give half to you. I, th I, th I think the guy's girlfriend should blow you. And on top of that. Or at least have him combined finger your ass. Yeah, all right, all right. So anyway, so cut, <laughs> cut to the fight now. You can uh, see guys making weight like that. If right. You, if you put that on the table. Yeah, if you have to watch his video. If you don't miss <laughs> weight. Only one person weight. will miss weight, and then it'll never happen again. You gotta watch him go knuckles deep on his on Nick his Ring's the only one who keeps, he keeps making weight. Steve Miocic would, would make 125 if he had to watch that video. So, by, by the way, new contest. Uh, the winner gets that video. So anyway, so, and so, business, so now the loser. cut to Saturday night. Rockhold wins the first round pretty easily, and Romero's off to kind of a slow start. Now, the key to beating Romero is to get past the third round because the guy is so muscular and kind of older, he will gas. Right. But just getting past, but those first three rounds are brutal. And, and Rockhold switched camps, which people were saying is that a good choice and a bad chance. I think based on the last two performances, it's, it was a bad choice because yeah. he went to Florida, he left AKA, at AKA he was with monsters like Daniel Cormier, Cain Velasquez, Khabib, whoever else, whatever else guys Josh they have Thompson. over there, Josh Thompson. Now he's over at, uh, I think it was the former it's Black Zillions. Henry Hooft. Henry Hooft opened his own uh, gym, and it's basically like, it's pretty much a striking gym, and, which I figured he wouldn't really need. And Rockhold much. almost lost the first fight to David Branch. He got stunned in the first. Came, but this fight, second round comes around, Real Romero lands a punch, Rockhold's hurt. Goes straight back, which they say never goes straight back, right. and then just gets laid out. And on top of that, after the fight gets stopped, Romero is like this huge Jesus freak. I mean, huge, um, born again. So then he now gets into his face and starts talking to him like, "I love you, man. You got to accept Jesus." Like, a, like, a, <laughs> like a two-minute speech. Rockhold doesn't even know where he is. He's looking right. at this crazy Cuban guy who just knocked him out. Now who's trying to convert him? Convert him into. <laughs> it was the most uncomfortable. And then people, he kissed him on the cheek. People actually put like, like put a meme at it going hashtag Me Too. It was actually, <laughs> it was actually one of the funniest ones. You know what? Though? I do love that though. Like when when somebody you know when you knock your opponent out and the guy goes over and, and you know 
make sure he's okay and also you know that was, there's a level of respect that I really like yes. when they go over and but it was obvious this guy did not want to be talking to and him and it was a little and excessive it, it was a little bit like but, like but please you can yeah you can and the guy didn't know for like a minute much. and then the commission was like alright you, you gotta go and like, Rockhold's the kind of guy that like he, he's not he's one of those dudes where it, he's, it's, it's real with him and even did, like, did Ramirez text Romero? Lu- Romero, did, did he did he text Luke and ask for pictures of him figuring his ass? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but like, but like, man, you talk about a guy. Okay, so the last time he got knocked out by Bisbing, right? Like Bisbing knocks him out and then stands over him and he's like, "What motherfucker? Who's 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 a piece of shit now?" And just starts and gives him the finger. And now this time he gets knocked out and he gets a Jesus. Like he's just really bad at getting knocked out in that following minute. But look, I like Luke Rockhold. I think he kind of got up. I mean, look, if he never loses to Bisbing that second round, he's not in this situation. He kind of put himself in this situation by overlooking Michael Bisbing. Uh, if you know, because he still should be the champion. And you know if he's still the champion, this doesn't this doesn't happen. I was at that fight. It, 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 Bisbing was like a seven to one underdog. People were shocked. People were, and even Dana White told me afterwards. He's like, "Yeah, Rockhold, man. He he acted like he was doing me a favor by taking this fight." Like Dana told me that this, he, he was definitely, you know, I kind of, but I do, but I did kind of feel bad for Luke because, you know, I don't know. You got to but this this weight cutting thing. It, if Luke Rockhold were to pull out of that fight. I think if, if a guy misses weight by by two or two more two or more pounds, I think fights off, you lose, other guy wins. Do you think this? I mean, this raises a question for me. Do you see any way to change this whole weight cutting thing and 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 you know pairing guys up in their division? It's I, hard I just, because because as soon as as soon as you cut all that that water weight, boom, you're putting it back on. Well, when I was in college, so, I mean, weight cutting was the reason I quit wrestling in college because I was going from 150 to 134 every week. That's crazy. And and eventually, that's and, crazy. And eventually, it just it took a toll on me, and I just said, "What am I doing this for?" There was no MMA. I wasn't making the Olympics. Even so you, the, you were cutting. You were going from one. 50 to 34. I was going. I was. So why didn't you? Why didn't you wrestle at 150? Because the uh, the one I should have went wrestled at 142. But the captain of my team, I was a freshman. He was 142, and he beat me in the wrestle off. He had some videos of. Yeah, right? he beat me like seven to four in the wrestle off or four. To, it was a close match. It was a close enough match where I should have just been second string. But my whole thing was, look, I'm the star. I was a four-time state champ in high school. I'm not, if I'm I'm not gonna do this unless I start. There's no point of being on a team. I'm not going to redshirt. My ego is too big. I was a big fish in a small pond. I should have right. just... And I was making the weight. I was making right. 137. It really, it was 137. But that's I, so harsh on your body. Do you think it'll ever change? Do you, do you think you'll I, ever Well, what they did it? was, what happened was, my year, two kids died cutting weight. Oh, wow. Two kids, they were, they, were, they were jump roping in the shower. They were putting the steam up to like 100, you know, whatever it was. And they were putting rubber suits on and jump roping. Oh, Jesus. And they passed out and they died. So they changed the rules where they go, you have to get a body fat, fat, fat percentage at the beginning of the season, and, uh, and you can't get lower than that. And I think that's what they need to do for MMA, for fights. They go, okay, you, ha- you, sh- you almost have to make weight like, like eight weeks out or something. Like whatever the, whenever the fight's announced, you have six weeks, and you can't get – and if your body fat's or whatever, then that would make more sense because what happens is guys are ballooning up to like – like Romero's probably walking around like 220, 230, and then getting down to 185. Whoa, so Jesus. that's, that's what's, crazy. That's what's happening. And you know, as a wrestler, you know, you come from a mindset of like, oh, I can do this, I got this, you know, okay, whatever. And then you, you know, but I was doing things like I was spitting in a cup all day to cut weight. So I was, no. I was 
She would have got a, totally, a, a little lifesaver, and then this would be all spit. So you totally then, dehydrated. Yeah, totally or I would off. sleep with the window open and shiver at night. So then I would lose weight that way because my body, or I would put, or I put like 19 layers on and put the heat up and sweat out that way. I mean, there was all kinds of stupid things I I would do. I asked Dana White once, I said, dude, you know, at the, at the weigh-ins and, you know, the stare downs, I said, what's it like? And he said, it's the most disgusting thing ever because, you know, you got people who have been like cutting weight and they said, they just smell their breaths are horrible yeah no it's <laughs> so true right in there it's so true you do definitely smell uh it's the worst it's the worst uh so anyway that was that was a fight i feel bad for luke you know i still think luke rockhold could be champion i think that he has to kind of stick around how take a fight on short notice he's 30 something but he's such a good athlete yeah. and he's so talented and i don't think his chin is gone I just think that Romero hits so hard. No, and I, I worry about Rockhold because now he's talking about, you know what, I'm going to make the move up to 205. Cormier's going up to heavyweight. And, you know, I'm like, Luke, you know, Romero's knocking you out. Bisping's knocking you out at 185. What are these 205ers going to do? Right. You go in there with a Jimmy Manua. You go in there with, you know, some of those other Vulcan guys. Vulcan. Or... Vulcan, yeah. I mean, Glover Teixeira, Alexander Gustafsson. <laughs> Those are dangerous fights, man. We've seen you get knocked out brutally twice now by 85ers. What's going to happen 20 But that doesn't ahead? always carry over, though. No, and you know what? Hopefully it doesn't. Maybe, you know, maybe the weight cut kind of hurt him. And that's why I noticed at the weigh-ins, he was yelling at Romero, like, I'm a professional. And, and Romero's like, well, me too, me too. And it's like, dude, he had to make weight. And Rocco, I think I think his, his um, not ego, but like, he was, I think he was so emotionally pissed off about Romero making weight. But that's how he's all the time, though. I know, and I know that the negotiations after the weigh-ins, the ceremonial weigh-ins, yeah. were late into, the, into our time of the night, and Luke was like not 100% accepting it yet because I, fo- I was following Ariel and a few other people. But I think it was just they needed to save that card. Yeah, Under I know. Under any other circumstance, if they were like a co-main or if it was like a fight night or something... I wouldn't. I would, and I even tweeted. I wouldn't have been upset if Rockhold said, "You know what? No." Like I, I think guys. Like, I think more guys got to start saying no. But I think that they should be compensated. They for need it. to be compensated because they need you, to the problem be is you say no, and then you don't get money, and then your trainer doesn't get paid, and your manager doesn't get paid, and you and, fly all the way to and, fucking yeah, Australia. Yeah, everyone gets paid. It's like that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, but then I mean, it, it could it could cut the whole event too. You know. I mean, well, that if, was the if, thing. That was know, the biggest if, thing. If you pull out, yeah, but don't blame it on the guy who made weight. Right. You know, he may wait. Right, but I just, you know, I feel bad for people who pre-order. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Like, because oh, of the man. way that the fans are, people will be like, well, Rock holds a pussy then, and he got this card canceled. No, you need to see it for what it is. Every fan should have to make happen. one weight, weight cut, and then, I, and then they will be like, you know what? You're right. Because those weight <laughs> I like, I, I know how those weight cuts are. I mean, you talk about having, I was having salad sandwiches for lunch, one meal a day, putting two... Two pieces, two pieces of bread and salad. It's the worst. It's the worst. And I, I literally wanted to kill. I remember being at a party and they shaved my head because I was a freshman on the wrestling team. And they that your head shaved as an initiation. I was so pissed. I had this beautiful hair and I was getting finally getting laid for the first time in my life. And uh, as a freshman in high school, as a freshman in college, oh. and I had a huge cauliflower ear and a ringworm on my head. And I'd be. At, <laughs> And I'd be at a party with the fucking... Ladies. Oh, I'd be at a party with the wrestlers. The wrestlers have the... the talk about guys who have no social... This, the worst... When it comes to wrestlers in high school, like wrestling college, 90% of them, and I love them, 
are the worst at like socially picking up chicks. Like just 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 idiots. They're just kind of meathead. They're just sort of like tough guys. Just not very good at being. So we were standing there like like morons with shaved heads. I can see nothing's changed at parties, and people would bump into us, and I'd be like, "What?" But it's because I was so angry that so that because I couldn't eat. You really are like a starved animal. Anyway. Dude, you should right. see me on the Atkins diet. I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's just from cutting a bit of carbs. I could never cut weight. I could never. Mm. I would be such a jerk. It's brutal. So Mark Hunt lost uh, the Curtis Blades. You know, I, at this point, you know, Mark Hunt, uh, the legend that he is, and he is a legend, I almost feel like he should go to kickboxing because it seems like re- wrestling is just not his friend. And anybody who's... Got a high-level wrestling degree, is going to just take him down and hold him there, and that's what Curtis Blaze did. That's what Brock Lesnar did. The, I, like I remember talking to Sean McCorkle, he said Mark Hunt missing him was one of the hardest he's been hit. Like the guy missed, the guy <laughs> missed, and he was like, "Wow, I never, I don't want to get hit by that." Uh-huh. There's no crying on MMA roasted. Uh, There's no crying. But that's what I think. What happens is that his takedown offense is just gone. I mean, he's what 40, 41, 42, something like that. His takedown defense is gone. Curtis Blades had the perfect game plan. But I will say he was inches from just getting finished in the first. But with Mark Hunt, you know, he's got two fights left on his contract. He wants out of the UFC. Does he go back to kickboxing? Does he go to Bellator? Does he go to Ryzen? I mean, he's against steroids, but, like, you know, he could go to Ryzen and do whatever the hell he, <clears throat> he wanted to do. Or he goes to Bellator as a, as a heavyweight alternate, or if he shows up after the tournament's over... Yeah. And there's a very, very good chance that he, he ends knock, up winning the he belt. He can knock anybody out, but it just seems like takedowns are just not his friend. No, not at all. And I love when Curtis Blades was like, oh, and Gano hits harder than Mark Hunt. And I'm like, I, I would love to see that, you know, that, that how to figure that out, like the punching machine, how to oh. both hit the punching machine as <laughs> yeah. hard as possible. But I, I think that's the fight to make, Mark Hunt and Gano. I mean, there's no way either one of them's taking the other one down. It's just going to be a fucking war until somebody's awesome head gets. Fight. It's rock 'em sock 'em robots. I think Gano wins that fight. It just it seems like when Mark Hunt fights a striker that's big, taller than him. Well, like, and like Gano's younger and like he's Overeem. probably a little faster. Still have with Overeem. Yeah, but yeah, Mark Hunt. Overeem was in the audience for for 221, and I'm sure he was watching it. And Curtis Blades goes, you know, I don't call anybody out, but I want somebody at a higher rank. And I'm like. Curtis Blades and Overeem make the fight. Did you watch the Roy Jones fight on Fight Pass? No. I actually watched that. No. Uh, and it was pretty cool. I mean, I was laughing going into it because it was like, he comes out with like five girls dancing. I'm like, these are probably his, his granddaughters. And, <laughs> but he's 50 years old and, no. he, and he beat up a guy that was like 32. Uh, and, he, and he was laughing. And ha- but I just hope that's... I hope when he said this is his last fight on Fight Pass, I hope he doesn't mean on Fight Pass. I hope, <laughs> like, I hope this is... Oh, now he's fighting on Facebook, and then it's, he's got to stop Instagram fighting. Instagram Live. Because at 50 years old, what, what more enough, do you have to dude. prove? What do you have to it's prove? Enough. What do you have to prove? Uh, there were some other fights. Uh, I was surprised at the... Um, a couple different fights. I was, uh, I was a little upset that Ben Wynn lost... It's um, a good fight, though. Good fight, tough guy. Fight. But that, the other guy looked great, though. And that spinning Formiga. backhand, Justin Juicier Formiga. And then the other kid who lost too, with the uh, the kid from the undefeated kid from Canada, got got shellacked. Oh, Kennedy. Yeah, the kid that hates Team Alpha Male. Jeremy Kennedy. Jeremy Kennedy got murdered. Dude, um, it was just yeah, pure domination. But that's the problem when you have an undefeated guy is that you don't know what's going to happen. When things get rough, and it's the same thing with like comedy. Like like last night, I did a comedy show at the Dime Bar, and uh, it was like kind of a shitty crowd. But there was 
like there was like four black people that that came. And they were not there for the comedy, so they just came to like to go to a bar, and I convinced them to come in. And I was on stage, and they were all on their phones. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, you guys are all on Soul Swipe or something. I was just kidding around, you know. Did you say Soul Swipe? Soul Swipe. That's like the, it's like <laughs> a black Tinder, right? Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so out of the loop with it. What is it? Bumble. Bumble, Bumble. Yeah. Okay, Cupid Tinder. Soul Swipe is more like it's just a funny name, but it's actually a real thing. So I'm, I'm making everyone laugh, but except for them, and then they kind of turn into like a racial thing of like, oh, you're making look. I get it. We're black or something. So I was Are like, friends with Brendan Shaw. So I was like, okay, like so. Then I just kind of made everyone else laugh, and everyone was dying laugh. And then and then I went back, and then I made them laugh. But it was one of those things where everyone kept afterwards like, man, I was so impressed how you did that because, you know, so you had them all against you, and you turned them. And, and then somebody else said, dude, this guy's been doing it 20 years. And that's really what it is. It's like, okay, I figured out what to do. Don't you deal with this for a second. Make everyone laugh. Establish your funny. Then go back to them. It's a lot of times with dealing with hecklers. My favorite is like the rope-a-dope where a guy says something and you let him get off a couple times. Oh, okay. You, you kind of jab him back. He thinks he won. You make everyone laugh. And at the end of the show, you just pound him with like right. every insult possible. He's not <laughs> expecting it. And then you get off stage. And there's just different ways to do it. And relating it to this kid Kennedy is that he's never really faced adversity in a fight before. He's never been down. He's won every round. And unfortunately for him, well, maybe fortunately in the long run, but for, for now, he is now has the first loss. He got stopped, yada, yada. And that's really kind of what the difference between a professional and someone who's been in, has experienced before is they've been there before. They've seen this before. And that's something that you can't get. Like, like, like you said, as far as comedy goes, I know, Dean, you want to do comedy, and I'm, I'm always telling you, like, just getting in there is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's not about even succeeding. You succeeded by, by getting in there. Because right. by not getting in there, it's like saying, well, I want to be a black belt, but I don't want to get tapped. Uh, <laughs> I want to run a marathon, but start at the 26th mile. You know, right. I, I, I want to make sure my guillotine is perfect before I start jujitsu. Like, no, you, you can't... You can't practice it by yourself doing a guillotine. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but it's you have to get on the mat. You have to get on the stage. Mm. You have to be there. I, I'm a big fan of, I call them life lessons, right? Like, you, you just, you can't, whether whether you're studying to be a professor or, you know, high-level UFC fighter or any, what, anything, anything you're getting into. You know, you put in the time, you learn about it, and then you got to go and get your ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to do it. There's, you know, you can't put a price on, on doing it. You know, right. you got to, you got to do it. You got to get choked out you got to bomb right no yeah. that's, that's so much some bombing is like the most important and unfortunately and, it's and the, that so goes back to happens. you know the participation thing with kids you know in school but they all they all get a prize they, nobody loses yeah you oh it's ridiculous to. you have, you to. have to. to by the way you know who did great last week again it was tyron woodley came by the haha again he hit me up he's like hey i want to get up so i got him on the stage and he, he no way he, he killed it so a no second way. time he did comedy and killed no way. I mean, not even like, like exaggerating. He killed. Uh, he just has a. Um, he's very personable. He's funny, and he, he's fearless. Oh, and, I love to see that man because I just I saw something on the weekend with uh, him Gronkowski. and Dana White. No, Gronkowski did a comedy. Oh yeah, Rob show. does that at Showtime. Yeah. yeah, him and Dana White are fighting now because I guess the, he was in negotiations to fight Nate Diaz, and then Dana's like, Tyron's full of shit, and then Dana's like, "What? Why are you?" But singling out me, everybody else gets to fight whoever they want to fight. How come I don't get... I think Tyron Nate Diaz is a great fight for Tyron. I think, number one, I don't think that's the most dangerous fight for him, but it's the most money made. I mean... That would be a good fight. He's going to make a ton of money. He's he's not going to take Nate down. He doesn't have to. 
He just levels them on the feet, and he's a huge 170. Yeah. Nate takes a few punch, like good shots from him. It's gonna hurt. Yeah. Here's here's a, here's a good ticket. Woodley versus David Spade. <laughs> David Spade. Since, since he's getting into comedy, let's let's let's, yeah, let's go the other way. Let's I would get, much rather watch Woodley. Let's get David yeah, that's Spade what, well, that's in, the, in so the ring with over Woodley. The, right, right. So over the weekend, so he tweeted that out. Dos Anjos tweeted out, "Why don't you fight Justin Bieber? He has a lot of followers." Yeah, and then, I just played hockey with Justin. Really? On Friday. Is yeah. he good? He's really good, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's Canadian. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, uh, our team needed a skater, and, and he just showed up, and he's like, "Can I skate with you guys?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah. You guys win? Oh yeah, yeah, we won. Yeah. The Bieber score? He scored about four goals. We won uh, 10-6. How many goals do you score? I just uh, I'm a, I'm a defenseman, man. I I just get help. An enforcer? Yeah. I got about four assists. Uh, nice. Are you an enforcer? A little bit. Wow. <laughs> a little bit. It's funny, man. One of my teammates came up to me and said, "For some reason, you got into this kid's head on the other team," and we didn't even have an interaction or anything. But just my size, yeah, and my gear. The, I intimidated the kid, and he just wouldn't he wouldn't come near me. When he got the puck, when I got near him, he got all jittery and, like, forced plays and, and messed up. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 52, but I still got it. Of course. Well, <laughs> well you're Canadian also, man. Like, hockey is, like, the, it's the number one sport there. It's great. Hockey it's the best, fans. It's the best sport in the world. No like, offense to MMA. No, that's, it's all, yeah, I mean, hockey fans will definitely say that. Uh, <laughs> there were two murderers on the card on Saturday night that scared the shit out of me. Who's that? Number one, Ty Tovasa. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, Who Also, I love because he grabbed somebody's Adidas shoe after the fight, put a beer in it, and was drinking beer out of this dude's shoe from the audience. Right. But this Israel Adesanya. Oh, that kid. The style bender. Yeah, yeah, they're calling him like the next John Jones. Although, I do think that... They had UFC should because the guy's from New Zealand. He's from I think he's from Nigeria. Turns out New Zealand. I met him, tall guy. But the only thing about him is takedown defense. He went up against a striker that was not really good at that takedowns that could yeah. beat. If he goes up against a wrestler, he's gonna have a lot of problems. Like if, oh, he's if, gonna have to transfer to to a good wrestling. Yeah, camp if they're and... smart, they're gonna keep him. This Sunday night, uh, this is UFC this Sunday, uh, Donald Cerrone. It's taking on Yancey Medeiros. Love Cowboy. Love Cowboy. He's a great card, dude. Cowboy came to my show. I was giving him such a hard time when he came to my show. He was a good, really good dude. Okay, For, before we started the show, you said your wife will babysit. Yes. If your wife will babysit, then I can get back in to watching the fights. Okay. Because I miss. I completely. She will 100% I babysit. completely missed this. She kept this asking me to. Fights, t- yes. And I feel like an idiot because no, I'm it's on all an good. animation and I don't know who fought. Don't worry about but it. It's all we good. We got a deal? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Yancey Medeiros is a guy from Hawaii. Who's had a bunch of? He trains with the Diaz brothers. Super cool guy. Every fight he's in, he gets rocked, hurt, and and then and then comes back and wins. And Cerrone's on a three fight losing streak. Uh, he's not looked good his last three fights. Uh, but this fight, if you would have told me this fight was made five years ago, I would have been like Lance Yancey to get his head chopped off. Right now, yeah, I don't know. Uh, three fight losing streak. Wow. Three fight losing, but but that. four killers. But fall killers. Uh, if Yancey comes out heavy in the first and can, you know, counter Cerrone's slow start, I think he has a good shot. I mean, if, if he fought Masvidal, Robbie Lawler, and Darren Till. So, you know, the guy... Killers. He, yeah, he fought killers. If, if, it, if, it, if Yancey comes out heavy in the first round, I think he could finish Cerrone. I think if it gets past the first, goes what's, to the second and third. What's Yancey got on Cerrone? What? Yancey... He's I, got great jiu-jitsu. He's got, yeah, so he's got great jiu-jitsu. He's a brawler. 
He's yeah. got, he's got and a heart. He gives no fucks. Like he just comes out and swings. If you if you go back, and this was only a couple months ago, if you could find, it's probably on Fight Pass. Yancy Medeiros and the Brazilian cowboy, uh, Charles, yeah. uh, not Charles, um, Alex Oliveira. Okay, that was candidate for fight of the year and one of the craziest, bloodiest wars I've ever seen. And that's what I think has given Yancey the rise to this occasion. If it gets past the first and Cerrone can get started, it'll go either way. I mean, it, it's a pick So who are you fight. picking? Uh, on a three-fight losing streak, I got to go with Yancey Medeiros against Cerrone. I mean, it hurts me to say it, but like... You know, and Yancey, I think, is but a little bit in, They're fighting in Texas, though. They are fighting in Texas. Uh, so it's a, I, I, I think, goes, a five-hour time difference. I go just out of, just I got to go with Cerrone based on experience. Him. I think he's great. Um, I, I, don't, I don't want, like, it's not like I'm like, you know, you don't, I want you don't, you don't have to. You don't have to, we know. No, but I think it's a good fight. I think it has fight of the year written on it, fight of the night uh, for sure. Finger ass, uh, who, who you got? <laughs> well, I, I agree with CB on this one. I mean, Yancey has that Hawaiian spirit inside of him, dude. It's like, yeah. You can't break him. He's always going to come forward and come back from the dead and just find a way to come out with the W, dude. If he wins, will you put a whole fist in your ass or no? I mean, that ain't nothing new, but I, we'll, we'll talk. What we'll, the we'll, f- We'll, we'll talk negotiate. about it. All right, thank we'll you. Like, we'll, put like a, we'll put a lay around his wrist and we'll get a whole Hawaiian theme going. I like it. I like it. Uh, Derek Lewis versus Marcin Tubara. Uh, Derek Lewis is the Black Beast. I don't even know who these guys are. So he's this guy. Okay, so, okay, so this guy, the Black Beast, he came out on fire. He's this huge, overweight black man uh, who knocked out Travis Brown. Where does he weigh? Ronda Rousey's. He's he, weighs, a he weighs 260. He, so, Jesus. So he knocked out. Can you imagine getting You don't want to see him in a dark alley. 260. So he knocked out Travis Brown, right, which was uh, Ronda Rousey's fiance, uh, or and I think they're married now. Ronda Rousey's husband. He knocks him out and then goes, Ronda Rousey, get your fine white ass over here. Like, <laughs> Where, yeah, in, like Ronda it. Rousey's fine ass ass. Yeah, in the octagon, he says this, nice. right? Yes, nice. and he's, like this guy's hilarious. Uh, he's actually really funny. And he, and then, Dude, and then he took his game. face and like photoshopped it over Travis's face on like the wedding pictures. <laughs> I like that. He's got a sense of humor. He's really, really funny. But he fought Mark Hunt and quit in the fourth round. He says he quit because he had to take a shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, he was getting he was getting beat up, but he but he tapped kind of. But he says he had he when really had kicked to, him in the stomach. That was Hunt. He said he had he said he had to take a shit. That's why. He, and and but the, in his defense, they did say people. There's numerous witnesses of him. He was eating chicken wings before the fight, like in the in the locker room. In, in wow. the, yeah. <laughs> But what do you do in that scenario? You shit your pants in the octagon. Well, and no, there's, there's, a, no, there's a new rule now because a girl shit actually took a shit in the octagon. She shit her pants while getting choked out. So now the rule is if you shit or piss, shit, piss or throw up. It's the a fight's over. Loss. The fight's over. Yeah. But I mean, you're getting choked out and you're on the verge of unconsciousness. You can't control. Yeah, well, that's you're, gonna yeah, yeah. you're gonna lose either way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's one or the other. But, now if you but if you know you're getting choked out and you shit and you grab a handful of it and you put it in your opponent's face, that'd be funny. Then that'd be a technical. <laughs> that'd be funny. Like, if, like all of a sudden, like all, like you're fighting John Jones and you're like, you know what? Fuck this. Just take, take a, just fucking pull <laughs> down your pants. I would fucking like shit on your fingers. <laughs> yeah, just pull down your Man, pants. I'll pick yeah. on now, no, bitch. no, just shit in the octagon. Just, just go like, rid like, the Harley Davidson logo and just. Drop a deuce. <laughs> Fight's over. Well, no, that, no, was, that, would be, logo. that would be hilarious. That would be a, if any fighter really wants to get rid of get back at the UFC on like a fox fo- like fox card, just take a piss in the middle of the octagon. Uh, so anyway, so so Marcin Tubera is taking on Derek Lewis, the Black Beast against a guy from Poland. I, I got to go with the Black Beast. 
Derek Lewis. Always. I gotta go with the Black Beast just to, because one, the name, and his sense of humor, and yeah, the fact he had to he, he tapped because he had to take his shit. He also retired his last fight. He said he retired. Yeah, then he realized that he, he could like, make eighty grand doing this, or you know, four bucks at like Costco or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Tybora went five with Verdum. But Verdum doesn't hit anywhere near as hard as Derek Lewis does. Yeah. But I think this is a, another I don't know. good that, fight. There are many black people in Poland, too. When he sees this fucking huge guy, <laughs> <running out laughs> from, the, people, the people that see him walking out to the entrance, down the entrance ramp, are probably like, mm, fuck this, dude. I'm uh, out. Like, that was funny. Like when, when Tyson was fighting Frank Bruno, uh, remember Frank Bruno? He's, like, he's, he's from England. And uh, all these British people were like, that black man's going to kill him. <laughs> like, and like, fucking, they, like, they interview all these people. All right, so James Vick, our friend, James Vick, he was a bouncer at a strip club uh, while he's in the UFC. Nice guy. He's fighting Trinaldo, who is no joke. He almost beat Kevin Lee, but Kevin Lee came back. Uh, I think Vick's going to win. Some people say, I think it was, oh, no, not Trinaldo, it was uh, Gleason T-Bell, but um, James Vick. I mean, Trinaldo's only weapon, I think, in this fight against Vick, Vick is a hell of a lot taller than him. His best weapon is going to be to take him down, but he's got to get the takedown. And Vic is very, very tough. He throws heavy as hell, throws heavy knees, you know. And Vic has that give-no-fuck attitude. So he'll throw whatever the fuck he wants, try to land it on Trinaldo. I think Vic can knock him out. I think so, too. I I I was actually really surprised when he beat that kid from Canada. Oh, no, that kid from England that beat McGregor. Uh, oh, Joe Duffy. Yeah, that was like, I was well, like, that oh, guy shit. came in with a lot of hype because he beat McGregor, but that was also, you know, 2009 when he did it. And, you know, you haven't seen a lot from Joe Duffy yeah. since then. But yeah, James Vick, and, and especially since he lost to Benil, I think he kind of like reformed himself and started changing a few different things. And, so so Say's Northcut on this card, you know him, right? He's like the perfect, so he's a guy that the UFC signed. He's the one that can do front flips. They were hoping that this kid was going to be like the future of the division. He's like, he looks like a young Ivan Drago, uh, blonde hair, like 12 pack, and he calls everyone sir. He's like from some cult. He goes around like, hello, sir. Nice to meet you, sir. Like he's like the nicest kid ever. Doesn't do any drugs. Meanwhile, his dad got busted for like selling steroids or something. I don't know. Some kind of weird. cocaine? Allegedly. I don't know what exactly what happened. But anyway, the kid and his sister are both like, karate experts like beyond black belts like you know third degree black belts and but he his grappling's horrible so he acts so he got uh, a couple of his fights he got taken down and like tapped to like you know but they really wanted him to be like the future of the ufc they were like this is our guy and who's he fighting so he's he's fighting john Gotti or something who's he fighting (laughs) who is this guy uh Another stepping stone for Sage Northcutt. Really? Yeah. Uh, like, they, I mean, they're really trying to find guys they're that like he can beat. Up. But like, I mean, this, this this is what the kid looks like. Oh and, yeah, okay, I know what this kid is. Yeah, and they got him yeah, when he was yeah, like 18 yeah, yeah. years old. Super polite kid. I met him. The kid couldn't have been he looks nicer. Like a young Dean McDermott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Gowdy's <laughs> Gowdy's one in three in the UFC. He lost by TKO to Chad LaPriest. He lost by submission to Olivier Albon Mercier. And he lost by submission to a guy named Timu Pakalin, who had, like, the rest of his Wikipedia is guys that nobody knows. He beat Andrew Holbrook. Yeah, so they're really trying to find someone from the beat. They're just, they're, they're, which yeah. I, which, I, which I, I hate that. Like, uh, well, I think they realize when they put him in there with real competition that he usually gets outclassed. The problem was, this is the problem with the UFC, is that they pick people like Paige Van Zandt, Sage Northcutt, who really they should have given a couple more years in the LFA, yeah. RFA, Invicta. But because of the way they look and their marketability and WME, they're like, you know, hey, let's get these kids. But 
they're fighting against grown men right. uh, and grown women who have nothing to lose, who are from you know the again, favelas that, 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 and, and Brazil. Like experience of actually doing it, right? And 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 then they're they're and now all of a sudden they lose, and then you, you think those agents really care. Or the people behind them, like, uh no, they're still getting paid. Sage is making, you know, sixty. But they're gonna look for the next one. They're gonna be another fucking, yeah, you know, I hot. Mean, look what shaker. happened. They they threw in Brian Barbarina and Sage just got demolished, and he, he went nothing. up a weight class to fight him. He had nothing. Bar- was he even Barbarina's weight class? So you know, anyway, Mickey Gall didn't. Mickey Gall beat him too. Gall, yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing. Um, I don't know. I didn't know what you were looking at to see the card. But I just found out Livia Souza is injured as of a couple days ago and is out of the fight with Jessica Aguilar. Ah. So they and the UFC doesn't know if they're going to find a replacement with within you know five days to fight Aguilar. So, so yeah, the, the Livia Souza Aguilar fight might be off. Guys. So we're calling Jake Matthews right now. See if he picks up the phone. He uh, he's a kid from Australia. Just won his fight. Looked like a murderer in his fight. He should have won by disqualification, to be honest. Yeah, he got his eyes, I said, fingered harder than Magana. Uh, <laughs> trying to get a, Joe's asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, really. <laughs> we, we, we show him your asshole and finger it again so to see how hard. This is a demonstration of what happened. Oh, man, that was, that, was the, that was ridiculous. It was, I mean, people were freaking out, and then the refs, you know, I, I, I thought with the ref, my, my girl, I had some friends over as well, and we were talking about it. And I think one of the things, he was like, you know, why didn't they stand him up? Why didn't they stop and take a point? And I could be wrong on this, but this was just my assumption take on it, was he had the guillotine, he had it in, and if they stand him up to take a point, how do they put him back in yeah, a position the, where okay, he could Yeah, but here's the problem, finish? though. They go, next time you do that, you're getting a point. Next well, time. Well, no, I know, but I, like, also think, I also think if it went to decision or if somehow Jing Liang won, I think they could have appealed it and the commission would have no, overturned it. Fuck, no, A guy question. puts his finger in your I, eye I get socket, it, but I'm trying it's to, a fucking point taken away. I got a point of yelling it. at the ref than the wrestling. I, I get it. I'm just saying, like, you know, how I think it went, but people are saying, you know, the ref fucked up on it, and I agree. They should have stopped it. They shouldn't even have taken a point. They should have called it. What if they didn't stop it? He was in the guillotine. guillotine. So why don't stop it? Take the point. And but they, I think they have to stop if, it. If, take uh, the if point. If gets out of the, the hand in front of the judges, like in the middle of the octagon, they'd have to stop it, stand the guys up, and go, okay, one point. You're saying they could only point, take a point if they stop it? Not stop it. I'm saying, like, stop him from trying to finish the guillotine. He had dominant position yeah. off his back in a full guillotine. And, I, you know, he could have finished it possibly if, you know, depending on the circumstances. So to stop it and, like, put him back down and put him in the guillotine again, right. you know, how do you give him that type of advantageous position? Well, that's to where, what I'm saying is, like, leave him, take the point. But I think to take the point, they have to stop the action. Right, that's what, that's what we don't know. That's up. what we don't know. Is yeah. it, can you take a point without having the action stop the action? It's, yeah. a, it's a very good yeah. question. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was insane. But it, um, I also contest that if it would have gone to the judges or if Jing Liang somehow would have won that fight, if it would have been... A, Matthews Camp would have appealed, and I'm almost 100% positive, the commission would have overturned it to a no contest or a disqualification because he didn't just eye gouge him. He stuck his nail in there, and he ripped him wide open. Yeah. Like, be, like he was like spewing blood out. It was... Probably one of the most illegal maneuvers it, it, I've it, ever it, seen. It could have fucked up his whole vision for life. I mean, it was. It was oh yeah, ridiculous. look at Bisping. By the way, uh, look at Alan Belcher. By the way, Phil Baroni is fighting bare knuckle boxing in England against Goran Relgic. Who is he good? He used to be in the UFC, but he's a grappler. 
Okay, so is that good for Phil? I think that's good for <laughs> Phil. <laughs> I hope it's unless Goran forgets the you, you rules. You know Phil Baroni? They're doing bare knuckles boxing. Yeah, in England now they have a bare knuckle boxing, and a lot of uh, UFC ex UFC fighters are going over there. Joe Riggs went over there. Melvin Gallard. And some are doing well. And is this and televised? I gotta see this. I think it's on pay per view or a stream somewhere. Pay-per-view. A lot of times the, the, the fights take on like a, a, like an airport hangar or, or like <laughs> somebody gets like a text message in the middle of the night and then like. Everyone shows up. Yeah, it's so Phil Peroni has somehow hooked up with the bare knuckle boxing team, so we have to talk to him about. I gotta see this. Um, and then this week, Roy Nelson's fighting Matt Mitrione yeah, on yeah, Bellator. Bellator. Big Roy for the Bellator Heavyweight Championship uh, tournament. I don't know, do you know about this? No. So Bellator has a heavyweight tournament championship, right? Yeah. Oh, and it, it, a, it, yeah it was Rampage. Rampage. First round was Rampage versus Chael Sonnen, which Chael won. Uh, and then. Yeah, yeah, he beat he beat Rampage. Rampage looked like he he uh, he he trained at at, at a, a Applebee's for the fight or something. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So now it's Roy Nelson versus Mitrion, which Roy won the first time, right? Yeah, tough sixteen finale. Roy knocked him out. Right. I've always loved watching Roy fight. And then they even uh, and had then, a belly rub challenge for free tickets to the fight. Really? Yeah. On Instagram, <laughs> they said, "Send us your belly rub." Um, reenactments, and we'll pick the best one, and like either get you free tickets. I think my ex girlfriend won that. A prize uh, so, package. And then, it was just so funny. And then Fedor is fighting Frank uh, Mir. Frank Mir. Yeah. And then Ryan, but Frank, but Frank Mir right now, I love Frank, but he looks like he's three hundred ten pounds. He's three hundred ten pounds. Yeah. Was, yeah. And that's, they, had, they had all the guys at the hotel and at the fights for the Chael Rampage one. How do you know he's three ten? Because I was hanging out with fucking Frank. What, with, with a scale? I Not mean, with a scale, but he's bigger than he's ever... Li- he's at least 300. Easy. Wow. Right. Easy. What did he weigh at when he was fighting UFC? 265, 250. I mean, he's, Sometimes it he looks like, like he's in his like eighth trimester. Uh, you know, he, he's... <laughs> he's, he's like if like if Tori had all your kids at the same time in her belly... <laughs> just put, stick them on Frank Mir. <laughs> That's what Frank Mir would look like. His, um, his daughter won a grappling, a jiu-jitsu tournament over the weekend, Frank Mir. Did you, did you graph her afterwards? No, it was on oh. Instagram. All right, so and then and then also King Mo is fighting Ryan Bader. Uh, so the winner of this heavyweight Grand Prix is the uh, is the Bellator champion. So this week it's 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 round it's 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 the second heavyweight fight, which is Roy Nelson versus Frank Mir. Okay, where are we watching it? You're <laughs> I'm gonna be this week in Houston, but Saturday but Sunday I'll be back. Okay, can we call this number six? <clears throat> actual phone number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so then also there's a good Bellator card also. Who's on the card? Uh, uh, one of the Pitbull brothers fighting. Yeah, Patricky Pitbull, the, the bigger Pitbull. Is he the better the one? one? Knocked the fuck out of Ryan Couture, no. Patricio's the, the former champ, but Patricky, don't, don't sleep on Patricky Pitbull. And, uh, and Jessica I took a really good photo shoot on Instagram. You see I that? I saw that. Right, she's, she's showing her ass. I like it. Some people said it was, it was flat. I thought it was a great ass. Jessica I keep it up. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of your ass. Uh, definitely. Now, uh, Johnny Hendricks, is, is he heading over to Bellator? Is, uh, the, he, we'll find out this week or the next week. The word is is that he got cut from the UFC. And he, wasn't, I'm, he wasn't cut. He wasn't cut? Oh, he no, wasn't. It was, the last okay. fight on, it was the last fight on his contract. He decided not to re-sign. Not to? Okay, because I read in social media he got cut from but yeah, I you know what I think he needs to take a serious look at like what he wants to do. The problem with Johnny Hendricks is he's been a champion his whole life. He started wrestling at five. He was a five-time state champ in high school. He was a two-time national champion in college. I loved his fights against uh, yeah against GSP. I mean, he was he he won the title. I thought uh, they gave him after the GSP thing, even though he technically lost. I thought he actually won. <laughs> 
And but lately, he's a shell of himself. You know, you look at his fight against Gastelum. His fight against Matt Brown. His fight against Matt Brown. His fight against uh, even his fight against the tall dude from uh, the uh, Neil Magny. Uh, the last fight against against Barachuda. Hello, oh, is this J- Jake Matthews. Yes. Hey, you're on the MMA Roasted podcast. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Okay. Uh, can we hear you, Jake? Talk. Hello. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're here. It's uh, Dean McDermott. It's me. Hey, Jake. It's uh, my man, Wean Dog. Wean Dog, as well as CB Gold. <laughs> By the way, how's your eye, man? Yeah, the eyes are okay. So, are we supposed to be at 10 or 9? Uh, it was supposed to be at, at, uh, at uh, 10, but I uh, was just bored, so I wanted to call you. <laughs> so, so, uh, oh, okay, no, I'm yeah, cool. Uh, okay, so anyway, how, how's your eye? Yeah, the eye's doing good. Dude, I, that was the um, biggest bullshit. Like I said, I mean, Angela Magana hasn't been fingered that hard. That that was insane. <laughs> Look, yeah, like I lost a bit of uh, I lost some uh, vision in the eye for a little bit, but um, yeah, it's still a little bit blurry at the moment, but it's getting there. It's coming back. Yeah, well, dude, it was a great fight, man. That This was the best I think you've looked. I mean, how how exciting was it to get that win in Australia? Yeah, you know, it's always good to fight in front of the Aussie fan. And, um, you know, especially on a, on a numbered card, on a pay-per-view, on, and, and to be on the main card as well, and get a fight of the night. I mean, everything was just perfect that night. And uh, like you said, it was definitely my best performance to date. And I feel like, you know, the, the old Jake Matthews is back. And uh, I'm definitely enjoying it more. The old Jake Matthews, you're, you're, you're 23 years old. Uh, you're, 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 you're a young kid. I mean, you're... But, but I understand, man. I mean, you looked great in that fight. This was, I actually talked to uh, Kevin Lee, and Kevin Lee said that you were the strongest guy he's ever fought. Yeah, see, like, uh, that's the thing, you know, fighting at lightweight, um, I think I, I was probably you know, only fighting at 40% of what I could do. Uh, when I was younger, I used to fight, well, I used to fight at welterweight, and I actually used to walk around underweight, and, but I was, just, I was fresh, I was 100%. I had the energy and the strength. And, uh, you know, the first couple of fights of lightweight were, were okay. Then progressively it became harder. And, you know, by the time I had my last few fights of lightweight, I just um, had no energy. I was very lethargic. And, you know, and, and then I had doctors on my case saying, you know, you have your health coming into play here. So it was a no-brainer. And um, I definitely think I've made a new home at, at welterweight. Well, no, man, I, I was so happy for you because you're such a nice guy, man. You're, you're just a nice person. You're a good person. So it's nice when good things happen to good people. Um, did you, and no, how, thank you. How did you how did you celebrate in uh, Australia? You must have had lots of girls. Come on, talk to us. Me? Nah, just just the one girl. Nice. Just the one. Is it the same? Um, is she it couldn't si- be there unfortunately, but we just you know we, we do the same thing after every fight. We go, we find a, a nice pub. We have uh, we have a quiet meal, and then we go to bed early. Um, just when the adrenaline wears off, we're just all tired. So there's no there's no big club parties or anything like that. Kind for us, we just. Uh, we just go eat, just have friends and family around, and that's the way we like it. And now, is it the same girlfriend as before? Sorry, pardon? Is it the, the uh, same girlfriend as, as before? Uh, yeah, same girlfriend as the last few fights, yet. So it'll be, it'll be two years since our first date in, uh, in about a week. Wow. I mean, what do you think? You're going you gonna, to uh, marry her? Uh, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. She's, uh, she's good. She's a good girl. She doesn't give me any grief. You know, I'm always training. And I'm always away fighting, but... Uh, you know, she knows. I said to her, if you, if you want your Gucci handbags and all your nice stuff, you, you let me go fight, okay? <laughs> so she understands. <laughs> nice. What does she do for a job? 
Uh, she's a school teacher. She teaches uh, primary school. Uh, see, that's that's what you need. You need yeah, a school teacher. That's a, that's a good that's a good job for a girl that with a fighter because she could deal with annoying kids all day. So she could deal with you. So that's good. Man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I don't think kids are touched on me. I can be annoying. Uh, no, no, no. You're excited, man. So did you? Are you at the same camp as you've always been, or did you, did you switch camps at all uh, for this fight? Yeah, it was uh, same camp, same trainers. Um, obviously, this fight we trained over over the Christmas break, so some gyms were closed. Uh, you know, some classes were off, so we had to we had to go outside of our normal training um, group, and we saw you know, different different sparring. We sparred with some some really top boxers. I think one of the boxers I sparred just won a won a world title. Um, you know, sparring with some guys who, you know, getting up there to, in the K1 scene and uh, you know doing well, and, and it gave me the confidence to go in and use my hands this time. I and mean, I've been I've been striking for longer than I've been grappling. I've just never really let my hands go in a fight. Um, and yeah, this time I was able to do that. And I think you know I think people are going to see more more striking and hopefully more knockouts from me in the future. Got it. So who did you, did you know after the fight? You didn't call anyone out, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I honestly haven't looked at who, you know, who's sort of in that next sort of, uh, you know, area in the, uh, in the rankings above me. But um, look, I just, you know, I'm not one for calling people out. If, if there is someone that I really want to fight, I will. But you know, the UFC matchmakers are the best in the world, and you know, they they know what they're doing. So I trust in them to to give me good fights and you know build me up progressively and. And you're not don't just throw me to the wolves, but um, you know, they'll, they'll pick the right opponents, and then that's who I'm going to fight. Now, I, I know that Tyron Woodley and some other people were complaining that, you know, um, that it's like entertainment, but it's also a sport where you have guys that, you know, are obviously the number one and two guys, but then they just throw in like, you know, hey, we're going to give CM Punk another try at this, or we're or we're going to make Bisbing versus GSP, or we're going to put Nick Diaz back. For, does that bother a guy like you? Because you're like, wait, what do I, I you're trying to climb up the rankings and they're kind of just messing stuff up with that? Uh, no, not at all. You know, those, those guys have done the hard yards. Um, probably not CM Punk, but, um, you know, it is, it is entertainment business at the end of the day. And uh, sometimes it is a bit frustrating, you know, when um, you get you get guys like you know Sage North get CM Punk. Not that they're, you know, they, they don't train hard, but you got guys that have been in the sport a lot longer. Um, you know, they can bring more to a fight, and you know, it shouldn't be so much about social media followers as much as you know the, the actual fighter's ability itself. But you know, um, that's where where fighters like myself and 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 guys you know in who are lower ranks, we've got to uh, put ourselves out there. Get out in the get out in the public, get our social media following up, put a name for ourselves rather than just going in and fighting. Um, so it's a lot more than just a sport, like you said. It's our job. Um, we have to be out there in the public eye. We have to we have to build our own brand up, and uh, you know, and hopefully one day we'll, we'll get the shot as well. Now, how um how hard was it? Because I know a couple fights ago you were in Australia when you kind of lost that fight, and it was everyone was kind of down and. People were like, oh, okay, people were starting to doubt how good you were. How hard was it to not listen to the haters and not let people get under your skin? Yeah, look, um, sometimes when people say things, certain things that are frustrating, more, more so, the only thing that really frustrated me was when they, you know, they bring um, my dad into the equation and they, you know, they talk about how, I think Stage North cops a bit of flack as well for having his dad as his coach. And, um, you know, so that's the only thing that really bothers me. Everything else, I know what I can do. You know, I finally showed everyone I can do, and I think I've, I've, I've quite all haters down now. But um, yeah, it's only when people sort of tell me I should find a new a new coach. But um, 
you know, my dad's the one who's got me where I am now. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be in the UFC. So that's the only thing that really bothers me. Um, apart from that, I expect it. I mean, I've done nothing. Apart from lose a couple of fights, I've really done nothing to, uh, to have any haters. I don't talk trash. Um, I haven't really done anything, you know, outside the UFC um, to, give me, to give myself a bad name. But, you know, but yet people still will still talk trash and people will still, you know, try and hate on you. But um, that's, you know, that's the career I chose and you're in the entertainment industry and it's going to happen. Um, now, when Jesse Jess fought Rowdy Beck, those are two girls from where you're from, right? Were you torn? Yep. Um, it's hard to watch. You don't know who to go for, you know. But um, I've, I've, I've met, yeah, you know, I've met Jess Jess before over in uh, in Vegas. We were there for the Athlete Summit, and um, you know she's she's a lovely she's a lovely lady. Um, so you know I was happy that she was able to get the win, and uh, I saw her again this time. She congratulated me. So and uh, and Beck's lovely as well. So it is hard to watch that, but you know at the end of the day, you got there's a pecking order in Australia, and they got to sort it out of who's going to be you know the next sort of up and comer in Australia. So. Again, that's just what it is in this industry. I love Australians when they're in the crowd as a comic because they never get offended. You could say anything, and Australians will laugh, or they, or they won't laugh, but they never get mad. They just, they just, you guys are really good at taking the piss out of yourselves. So, uh, oh, if, if you've got an Aussie mate, you'd understand. We just, like you said, we take the piss out of each other nonstop, so it's just normal for us. Uh, I think mean, a, a lot of Aussie fighters, that's why we don't get, uh, you know, we, we don't get a bit torn up when, when there's trash talk on. on the social media, we normally just give it back, and it's all and it's all uh, lighthearted, you know. We we don't take it personally. They don't know us, so we can't take it personally. So we just give it back. Well, now, what are your thoughts on Tory Spelling? Pardon, say that again. Do you know who Do you know who Tory Spelling is? I don't know. Oh man, <laughs> damn! You never watched Beverly Hills 90210? He's too young. No, no, I never watched that. Twenty three. Ah, oh, come on, man. He's too, way too young. Fuck, dude. That was like my whole childhood. Yeah, if I had time, if I had time to watch TV, I'd love that. Oh, it was it was this great it was this it was this great show about this high school, and then there was a his character named Tori Spelling, and then she her name was Donna on the show, and she was hot, but then she was dating this guy named David Silver. He was kind of a nerd. She was a virgin. She was a virgin. She and then, and then she's now she's married to Dean, and they have six kids. So, um, uh, <laughs> okay. so anyway. I'm not familiar with it. Sorry. So how now? What's it, now? I know before you were in college and you were balancing college with training. Are you training full time now? Yeah, training full time. Um, I deferred. I, def, I deferred from university for six months. Good. About three years ago. So um, yeah, I guess I guess probably not going back now, but. Uh, you know, it, it was just—you never know in this sport. Um, so you just got—you know—you got to have options open. So I was at university studying, but I think, uh, you know, I think I have—I definitely think I believe I have what it takes. And uh, to be able to train full time, it's hard to commit to anything else. And I believe that I can get to the top. So you know, I um, stopped the university and just went for my dream, and it's working out now. So yeah, maybe. Do you have to get a day, a day job at all, or no? Uh, no, I don't. I, I still uh, I live at home, um, so you know I'm fortunate in that way. I don't have to pay mortgage. You know, I don't have, to, I don't have little kids to pay for. You're you're, you're a professional. Um, you're a 23 year old professional athlete living at home, dude. You're killing my whole yeah. fucking vibe right now. This is what? <laughs> do, you, what do you have a, really? I mean, do you have curfew? Like, what what is this? Really? No, nah, no curfew. In, in Australia, it's different. We, you know, a lot of people don't leave home until they're 25, 26. Um, what about when you, you want to? What, what about when you want to bang your girlfriend? Like, what do you what do you do? 
Oh, there's ways around that. You can sort it out. You put you put the music real loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, there's no day job. I know a lot of fighters do have to work day jobs. You know, like, yeah. I know Damian Brown. Man, he's a warrior. Yeah. He uh, he'd probably be back at work already, working as a prison guard early morning. Wow. Um, I don't know how he does it. You know, is beyond me. Uh, and a lot of other fighters are in the same boat as well. But um, you know, the sport the sport is getting bigger and it will get there eventually the day when, you know, hopefully no fighters have to work a day job. And like I said, I'm fortunate enough I don't have to pay mortgage or rent or anything like that. So I can just, you know, bank it all and does hopefully you, get a house. Does your dad like when you when your dad's in your corner, is he ever like, Yeah, you know, put your right hand up and also take out the trash. Yeah, pick is up he, your socks. Does he ever <laughs> <laughs> I still I've still got the chores that I need to do, yeah, that's part of uh, that's part of it. That's amazing. Um, Good for you, man. Yeah. You live at home. You got, you got a, you're in the UFC. You rank. What do you rank now? Uh, I think I was 49 after this fight. Look at. Sure. All right, you're getting up there, man. There you go. 48 more motherfuckers yeah, to go. I like it. Well, well, listen, you're a good kid. Don't ever change, man. No, I'll just, I'll just do my thing and do myself. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast and uh, keep it up, man. Good. Say hi to mom and dad for us. Congrats, congrats on, the, on the big win. I will do. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Take care, man. All right. Now yeah. I wonder. What? I wonder what would have become of me if I were able to stay at home till I was 23. Really? Yeah. I was oh. out at, at 16. You, well, you were a bouncer, right? I was. I did, dude. I did everything. I was a bouncer. I sold lemonade. I was a truck driver. <laughs> I'd done everything. How did you pay your rent at 16? I had a job. I had a job, man. In uh, Canada? Uh, consumers distributing. Wow. Uh, it was like catalog shopping. Did your, your parents... catalog shopping ever big here in, in America? No. Like you just have like a warehouse you go to and there's like catalogs all out that have everything that they carry in the store and you fill it out and you go to the counter and we go and pick it and give it to you. Like That's Ikea? You kind of, yeah, it's kind of like Ikea, but everything is like Ikea meets behind. Like a, like a witch witch. That sandwich place that you just fucking like. I, 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 yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I hate that place. I don't want. I don't want to have to like make my own sandwich. Like, I want to just tell you what I want yeah. and then yeah. yeah. Well, you the make work. your own sandwich. You just well, kind of like get a card, right? Yeah, you, you fill, fill out the card. Well, so what's Curtis's number? We gotta call Curtis. Curtis is fighting. Should I, uh, should I just air it on the? No, no. Just, I, I know. We got some. We got some parts going on here. Uh, so in the octagon here. So, uh, yeah, that's that, that's crazy. So wait, do, do your parents want you out of the house? Were you back? Did... No, 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 no. My mom passed away when I was fifteen, and uh, so I. Uh, Sorry to hear that. He my dad and I weren't weren't close, so I just uh, I kicked around with my sisters for a little bit, and then I just moved out on my own. Wow. Yeah. So, and then did you finish high school? Just I, um, I was working uh, I was working in a bar And I finished I needed one credit For my grade 12 Which I promised my mom I would get So uh, I was working in a bar At nights And I'd go And I got my one credit And I got my grade 12 When did you start acting? Uh, when I was 19 you Took an acting class or? No No I just I just wanted to do it And I said okay I'm, I'm gonna do this So I bullshit How'd you learn the technique And the lines a, and... Bullshitted a resume And I got a headshot And I got an agent And you got cast in TV shows and extra work. Started with extra work, and then you know one-liners, and then you know an episodic here and there, movie of the week here and there, movie, and then just build up commercials. Wow, voiceovers, yeah. So and you were one of the biggest stars in Canada. No, I wouldn't say biggest stars in Canada, but you were a big star in Canada. A, I was a big fish in a small pond. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Is this Curtis? Hey, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Uh, I can barely hear you. Uh, 
Curtis? Can you hear me now? I can hear you a little better. All right, can you hear, can you hear him? I can hear him. So how, how's it going, man? You got a big fight this Sunday. Congrats on making it to the, the, uh, the, the big time. Thank you very much, sir. Now, how excited are you? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed. It's about time, but uh, I know uh, a lot of people are like, oh, can you believe it? Yeah, I can believe it, man. I've been working for this for pretty much my whole life, especially these last five years of being a pro. Now, I can look and here, so the, the excitement is like... It's like I'm ready to go out there and beat them up and get get paid. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm excited, man. I, I've been following your career since the LFA and uh, since Bellator, and it's this has been a long, hard road, man. This is not the Sage Northcut journey. Uh, you've, uh, you've 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 taken your your, your lumps and, and and you keep going, man. So congratulations. Now, uh, Tiago Alves is a very scary man uh, with a lot of big wins on his, on, on his resume. He was supposed to fight someone else, right? You're stepping in on short notice? Yes, sir. He was supposed to fight Zach Cummings. Zach Cummings, right. Yeah, yeah. Now, how did that happen? Like, did, the, uh, did Sean Shelby call your manager? Did they call your gym, uh, your agent? Yeah, they, they, they called my manager and... My coaches always make the jokes, and I'm like the hardest person to get up over there. My phone's always on for charging. And uh, he's like, yo, when they call, you're never, we're not even going to be able to get a hold of you to tell you. And that's exactly what happened there. They trying to call me for, for a little bit <laughs> uh, before they finally got a hold of me to let me know the news. But uh, it was, uh, you know, Tiago, I, I feel like he used to be scary. Yeah. I don't think like he's, he's that scary anymore. I, I, I just feel like, well, now, uh, you know, I'm at a point where I can go out there and I can get people anybody in the world and I'm confident in my abilities. And, uh, you know, the, the sport is uh, it, it's changing. So the guys that used to be scary aren't so scary anymore. Shout out to you, shout out. Right, right. Now, now, where, now, where do you train? Do you, you train over at a at a rain or what? Uh, what, what gym in California do you train at? I'm training over at PSW at a Comeback Fishing Wrestling, and uh, in Fullerton, California. Is that with uh, Josh Barnett? Um, he's no longer with us. Uh, uh, ben Jones is the head coach over there now, and uh, Eric Paulson still comes teaches the classes and doesn't work with the pros. Right, 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 right. Uh, no, got it, got it. Now, what was uh, now you you've been you're on a six fight win streak um, since uh, since your last loss. Uh, what was the what what was what was the change? Like what what was the thing that you just kind of what was the big change that you go out and you know you lose to Eddie Eddie Mendez in at the Lights Out Bash fights at the Sportsman's Lodge, and then since then you've won six in a row. Uh, how does how, how does that happen? Um, it, this change over to CFW has made uh, paid dividends. Uh, ben Jones, the the connection that me and him have as far as coaching uh, and fighter is on another level. He's with the tournament, so he's going to be on there. I'm not worried about like my, my team is perfect. I'm not worried about my conditioning. I'm not worried about my my skill set. I know if I go out there and do exactly what I trained to do. The guys over at CSW are preparing me to do so. So, uh, 
Okay, that's that's the whole thing. Switch my whole mic to the bottom there and hurt and finish people. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the the my team, like how my team, everything. That's great, man. I mean, also the eighty million loss. Me feeling like that if if you go and watch that fight on YouTube and turn it off, you would think I won. If you didn't listen to the judges, it, 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 it's insane how I lost that. They, how they said I lost that fight. Right. Uh, he took me down in the first round, so I gave him the first round. But the second and third round, they pretty much said that this little guy outstruck me. Right. What's your What's your uh, background? Um, I grew up wrestling. I've been wrestling for about 25 years. Wow. Uh, I didn't choose to use the reverse. I love the strikes. I like head kicks. I'm fast. I'm long. I'm dynamic. So we kind of use my wrestling in reverse. And uh, yeah, with the exception of a couple guys, probably been taken down three times. Yeah. Do, 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 do you do you have your uh, post fight victory speech already said or what? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to uh, decide exactly who I want to call out. Who are you th- who are you th- who are you thinking about? Um, I would love to beat up Mickey Dahl. I like the Randy Brown fight. Um, uh, Max Max Payne. Oh, man. You don't you don't like New Yorkers, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just like the guys are not called up before me. I just want to let them know that they they call the wrong people up too soon. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, man, I'm so excited for you, bro. Uh, have you ever been to Texas before? Uh, yes, I've been to Houston. This is my first time in Austin. Uh, the women, the women there are insane. Are Are you uh, single? Curtis. Are you uh, are you uh, single? Are you single? No. Uh, it sucks because the women would love you. That good-looking black guy like you, those those thick white girls. Oh man, in Texas, they would they be all over you, man. You might you might want to break up with them. You might want to dump your girl before you go there because you could. Uh, You've you been having a really good time. I'm telling you, dude, this is not the time to be in a relationship. Uh, <laughs> I'm you, I'm and it's February. It's, it's like Black History Month. Are, are you crazy? You're fighting. <laughs> He's already making Black like, History like, on like, Sunday. Uh, Curtis, good luck, man. Good luck, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You guys have a good one. We're all going to be rooting for you. Take Thanks, care, man. Curtis. Take care. All right. So that was uh, that was Curtis Millander. Uh, Millander. Th- th- Millander. That was a great connection, by the way. That was. Uh, th- thank you for setting that up, Stevie Gold. Like that it's my fault. What was he under a bus? That might be his way to get to Texas. I, he was like hitchhiking in the fucking like a well he's or something. In, he's in an underpass. That was that was the worst connection we've ever had. Thanks, CB, for that hookup with Curtis. For one guy, CB gets to the podcast. We can't hear him. So. No, every time I get somebody on the podcast, I get yelled at for something. I know. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy for that guy. It's his first time in the UFC, and it seems like it's well overdue. Uh, so what he, do you got? He earned it, man. He earned it. So what do you got coming up, Joe? 
God. This Saturday, dude. This video um, on X videos. If, oh, you're in the, if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, come on down to the Ice House this Saturday. We're celebrating Joey Diaz's uh, 55th birthday party. He's, gonna He's be only a, 55? Yeah, <laughs> Is so. he going to make no. it? He's 55. He was born in 1855. <laughs> <laughs> come on down. No say way. what's up. Get a wean dog autograph. and you know, what, a, You're giving away autographs? <laughs> I mean, people. I mean, they might. There might be fans from the podcast want right. autograph. Are you, are you are you performing on the show? <laughs> I hope so. You, you don't know if you're performing. It's in the it's in the second stage. So you're gonna be in the audience. Maybe I might so be you're signing autographs. <laughs> so you're, <laughs> so you're advertising a show where you're sitting in the crowd. Can you sign a picture of your butthole that they printed out? <laughs> if they can find the actual video or picture, I'll sign it. Uh, and, and CD, what do you got? Nothing much, man. Tattoo shop, Graffiti Palace tattoo. You know, the tattoo shop, by the way. Oh, dude. Oh, we have to talk. Yeah, I was going to talk yeah. to you after, yeah, after the show. No, we have to talk yeah, man. Tattoos, uh, man. Graffiti Palace Tattoo, 4427 Lancashire Boulevard. I will be off for the next week because I'm leaving town, but come on in, get some tattoo work done, and uh, yeah, mention MMA Roasted and get 10% off your tattoo. And Dean, what do you got coming up? Just daddy duty, man. And then your wife has a TV um, show, right? She has uh, she has a TV show. She's going to do uh, the season two of it. It's called The Look. It's a uh, beauty competition show, like uh, Chopped, but it's uh, all about fashion and beauty and hair and all that stuff. What network? Uh, that I don't know. I don't know. Bad <laughs> husband. Awesome. Bad husband. That's Okay, husband. all right. And, uh, people, and I know people that watch it. People are always like, oh, I watch Tori Spelling show. I watch Tori Spelling show. Well, the first, it's called... It's called Good look. The, the, the look. look. The, the look. look. The look. Um, the first season hasn't aired yet. Oh, okay, I don't feel like we've worked on it. But then. it turned out really, really well that they're they're gonna go with uh, season awesome. two. Yeah. Uh, and me, I'm just on uh, you know, hashtag Daddy's doing it. Um, I'm just on Dad duty, man, and loving it. Nice. Having a blast with all these monkeys. Nice. And is this your first podcast with a child on it? The yes. Infant? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, so no, we, I've, uh, had, I've had these two guys. We made Tyler's, it. Tyler's kid uh, was on kid. a while yeah, ago. Tyler's kid, but not, but not not like this. Not no, like not like this. Yes. Okay, it's an infant. So yes. this is we made a little history here. Uh, so CB's looking up the look. Uh, I will be at the Joke Joint in Houston tomorrow night, uh, Thursday and Friday, Saturday night at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, uh, in Laguna Beach. I'm at the Skyloft. Lovely. Uh, February 27th, um, and then the South Point Casino, March 2nd, Syracuse, New York, March 8th, 9th, and 10th, and 11th at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, and then uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, actually, Sacramento, California, Last Unlimited, April 4th. Uh, Comedy Palace in San Diego, April 13th and 14th. And then Portland, Oregon, Harvey's, uh, April 26th, 27th, 28th, and 29th. So, and then Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida, May 3rd to the 6th. Did you figure out what network it was? No, the only one I could find was a show from 2010, and I don't think that's hers. Okay, so it hasn't aired yet, so there you go. You're, you're yeah, it's a great show. You're off the hook. I'll be back yes. um, to announce my, my, uh, my comedy debut. Yes, we can't wait. And if you want to get beat up on the ice. I'll let you know. Yeah, if you want to come out and play hockey. Against you and Justin Bieber. You, me and Justin Bieber will... Uh, I'll kick the shit That's out of awesome. You. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, is it like a celebrity hockey league or something? No. no Who's the guy that sued? Didn't that guy sue? Got got checked and like an actor got like hit really hard and then sued the other guy. It was like all over the news. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I have to check it out, but no. Yeah, there was some actor that sue somebody for getting checked. That's just a pussy move. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Act- so it's suing somebody for throwing a boomerang at you. It was like, oh, Colby, yeah, yeah. actor sued hockey game. Uh, yeah, it was like all over the. Was news. it here? I'm pretty sure it was either in New York or LA. Uh, uh, 
Alan Thick collapsed for playing ice hockey in Burbank. No, uh, <laughs> that's not it. Uh, no, that's not it. Uh, sued by real life Kramer. Alan Thick, uh, actor. I don't know who it was. It was some ex-tough John Scott's a natural. I don't know who it is. Steve Moore. Uh, who knows? Anyway, listen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, take care. And also, if you're going to buy something from Amazon, you go to Amazon, go to adamhunter.com, click on the Amazon link on my website, and then buy from Amazon because I make money on that. So uh, so, so go to Adam Hunter first, uh, and you're supporting MMA Roasted. Yes. Thank you. Traps on some trap, don't some trap, don't some trap. Tunis on the hook, Jim Dorpotan. Tavas told and Dorpotamor. Yeah, yeah, yeah.